Welcome to the Keep the Faith Podcast. I am your host, Tori. Today, I will be having a very special guest talking with me today, my sister friend, Miss Keisha. Keisha, how are you today? I'm great, Tori. Thanks for having me. It is such a pleasure, and I'm so glad that you are joining me today. And as a matter of fact, like I was telling you earlier, you're my very first guest on my podcast. Wow, I feel very honored. And I am so excited. And of course, you know, I want you to tell everyone, tell us before we get into the interview, tell us a little bit about yourself, anything that you want us to know. Sure. Well, I I am, again, I'm Keisha Ginn. I am originally from the low, the low country of South Carolina, um, but I have lived in the Charlotte area for the past 15 years or so. So I consider myself a Charlottean at this point. Um, my family's still in South Carolina though. I am a licensed clinical social worker, um, have been practicing um, with licensure since uh, 2007, um, and I currently am the president of the Mecklenburg Mobile Crisis Team. Um, so I manage a 24-7 crisis uh, service for Mecklenburg County um, for individuals who are struggling with mental health, uh, substance use, or situational crises. So, um, again, I live in the Charlotte area. I have, a, have an almost 13-year-old terrier mix, uh, Sophie. And um, we are trying, like most of you know everyone else across the globe, to uh, manage COVID-19. And so, um, again, very, very uh, honored uh, to be on your podcast today, Tori. So that's a little bit about me. Okay, well, it's such a pleasure to have you, and I'm so excited that you accepted my invitation. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this question. What prompted you to want to go into the field that you're in? Is it something that you knew you wanted to do as a child, or when did that come about that you realized this is something that you wanted to do? That's a great question. Um, I, I tell people um, that I, I thought I was going to be an English teacher. I, growing up, I loved to read, I loved literature, um, I loved public speaking, and I participated in quite a few oratorical contests at my church, um, so I was really into words and literature, so I really thought I was going to be a, an English teacher, um, and then I think maybe my senior year in high school, you know, we all have our girlfriends, you know, who are constantly coming to us, talking to us about you know, their boy troubles and, you know, situations with their parents and rules, etc. And so I really started to think, wow, I truly enjoy listening to people and helping them problem solve. Um, and so, you know, I was like, and I was really interested in why people do what they do. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to put English on the back burner and I'm going to study psychology. So that's what my undergraduate degree is in. I, I did four years at Winthrop University, studied psychology and thought I wanted to be a psychologist. Um, and then I met an amazing mentor uh, who had a master's in social work. She was also a licensed clinical social worker. And it was really just under her mentorship that I really saw how broad uh, social work was or is compared to psychology. Um, and so that really steered me towards the social work route. Um, and so I started to get some jobs. I started to try to get my feet wet um, with the whole social work aspect. And so my first job in my junior year of undergrad was 
working the night shift at a domestic violence shelter. And I hated the shift, but I absolutely loved the work that I was doing. Um, and so that really was the beginning for me. Um, I did that and then went on to work in a sex offender program um, and then decided again under her mentorship that I needed a master's degree in order to really be able to, to do counseling and you know to really do social work on the level that I desired. Uh, and so I enrolled in the part-time uh, MSW, Master of Social Work program at USC Columbia. And so I was commuting back and forth uh, every weekend from Rock Hill to Columbia. Um, did that for three years, working full time uh, simultaneously and got my master's in social work um, and then went on to, to work towards licensure. So it's really been an evolving path. Um, again, I, I'm very fortunate to have met some amazing people who've provided you know, awesome support and guidance to me. Um, over the years, and so I, I really credit them for helping me to find, you know, my true calling. Um, I've done a number of, you know, direct service uh, positions, uh, and then within probably the last 10 years, more management, um, which I, I thoroughly enjoy. So, and it gives me an opportunity to do some outreach and some public speaking, and so I think it kind of takes me back to my English roots. Um, but that's kind of been, you know, my path. Um, it's been, you know, I, I really call it I what I do. It's, it's a ministry for me. Um, I absolutely enjoy it. I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, and so it's really about helping people be better. Um, and I've, I've found a passion for mental health along the way. Um, and so that's that's really been my niche. And I really try to do as much advocacy um and and you know support in terms of mental health causes um as i possibly can okay that was an excellent answer now i also like to tell you that of course you are excellent at what you do and definitely it is your ministry because as you know you're my sister you have helped me in one of my darkest moments and because of you and my other sisters i was able to come out of that dark place what I was leading into because I am guilty sometimes when I deal with depression and anxiety, I isolate myself and it's not always the healthiest thing to do. So I want to publicly say thank you to you and my other sisters that helped me to come out of that dark place. And I also want to ask this question, um, why do you think it's so important for us to keep our mental health in check and what are some of the key factors that we should watch out for whether it be with our children or family members that maybe you know it may be they may be silent because some people you they can be laughing and you won't know like what are some of the invisible signs and factors that we may need to look out for absolutely um well i just want to say to you tori um you know I certainly appreciate the thanks, but everything that you've been able to achieve and accomplish has been because of your willingness, you know, to to look inside of yourself um, and see the areas, you know, that that need to be strengthened. Um, and you've been willing to do the work, you know, and I think that's extremely important to put out there. I feel like we all have what we need inside of us uh, to be able to be emotionally balanced people. Uh, but sometimes we need some guidance in terms of tapping into that. And so I really look at myself as more of a facilitator, you know, to help people tap into what's already inside of them. 
um, I certainly don't take credit, you know, for people doing well and, and getting to an, a, an, a balanced emotional state because I do feel like it, it requires work that they do. Um, so I, I wanted to start there, but I think you're absolutely right. You know, mental health is so extremely important. Um, it, you know, it's, we, most of us, you know, have programmed ourselves to attend to our physical health. You know, and, you know, so if we have a headache or, you know, if we suddenly have a shoulder pain, you know, or our back feels uncomfortable, you know, those are are uh, physical symptoms that we recognize that are out of the norm for us. And so, you know, it's an alert, you know, that we need to we need to get that checked on. Um, unfortunately, we are not at that place, you know, in America where we address our mental health in the same way. Um, it, you're absolutely right. Many people, you know, have with serious mental health conditions have great senses, great sense of humor. Absolutely. You know, they are some of the most comical people because that's how they've learned to mask what's really going on with them. Um, you know, people who who don't have balance in their life, people who work all the time, you know, and I know it's easy for us to say, well, well, you know, most of us are workaholics. Um, well, when that gets to a point of becoming a distraction from dealing with what's really going on inside of you, that's a sign. Um, you know, for a lot of us, we can relate to emotional, being emotional eaters. You know, we, we when our mood is down, we, you know, consume a whole lot more sugar um, or carbs. Um, and so those are all things. If we are not typically people who you know, we drink to socialize, but then now we find that, you know, we're we're craving uh, alcohol a couple of nights a week, you know, after we're done with work. Um, those are all, you know, indicators that something is wrong. Um, and I'd like, you know, I, there's still so much stigma attached to mental health and particularly in, uh, in with people of color. And so we we've got we've have we have we've got so much more work to, to be done in terms of really treating mental health, emotional health, you know, the same with the same uh, energy that we treat our physical health because it's it's equally important, if not more important. You know, if we are not in a mentally good, stable place, we are less likely, we are less inclined to take care of our physical bodies. Um, and then there are many times when mental health symptoms manifest themselves physically, you know, so if I'm feeling very anxious, that could produce, you know, feelings of nausea for me. Um, and so we have to be very mindful of um, the importance of being balanced human beings. We're whole beings. And so we have to make sure that we take care of each part of ourselves. Um, and so that would be my response to you is we, we have to look beyond um even in our children you know isolation you mentioned is is a key indicator that something is wrong um you know a person i feel like the illness and when i say the illness the mental illness the mental condition tells us that we are alone in our battle we are alone in our struggle and so it wants us to isolate it wants us to believe that no one will understand or that people will judge us um or they they won't love us that we're going to be a burden now because we certainly because we suddenly have a condition. And so um, it's extremely important that we create a safe space, you know, for people to be their true authentic selves so that when something is out of the norm, we're able to reach out to them and say, hey, 
you know, I noticed that you you don't look like yourself today. You know, how are you feeling? Is anything wrong? Those are important, you know, instead of saying, wow, you did you take, did you shower today? Did you comb your hair? You know, that's a very different approach. Um, but we have to be familiar with, with the authentic person uh, for us to recognize when there's something uh, outside of the norm for that individual. Okay, okay. Mention also that I am guilty of, and that is I am an emotional ear. When my mood is down, I eat, I have the tendency to eat more sweets. And then, of course, lately with everything that's going on with the COVID 19, with us being in this pandemic, and with everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter, I find my mood sometimes going up and down. And it's like I have to have certain conversations with, I have, of course, I'm a single mom. And I'm raising a black son. So absolutely. I find myself going, you know, because you have to have that those serious conversations and things are constantly happening. And I know last week, especially with the killings and the hangings now, it's just my emotional state has been up and down. And I'm actually currently trying to find some balance because with everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter matter, it I won't lie. I can't lie to you and tell you I've been a little angry. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to, to balance it out. But what I have decided to do um, to protect my energy and my peace, I'm just, I don't watch the news anyway. But I had to pull away from, I'm pulling away from social media. Okay. Because you're constantly seeing something is always happening um, what advice would you give someone that may be struggling, you know, balancing with everything that's going on with, like you mentioned, the COVID-19 pandemic and with the things that are going on with the uh, Black Ma- Black Lives Matter movement? What advice, something that you could give us to encourage us to kind of find some type of balance? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the first thing I would say is we are all struggling. You know, we are all struggling. We have been, this, this pandemic has changed, you know, shifted our lives in a way that none of us anticipated or imagined. And so, you know, I think it is important that we acknowledge that, you know, and that we own that and that we extend grace to ourselves and to those we love um, and to even our neighbors, because this is unlike anything any of us have experienced. So we could not have prepared for this. Um, And so I think, you know, with the pandemic in and of itself, and then you layer that with, you know, the racial injustices, you know, the racial disparities and social injustices that, that we are seeing as people of color in this country. And it is all, you know, it's, it's all too heavy to carry. It really is. And so, you know, I will just be, even as a, a, a trained licensed professional, I will totally just be transparent in saying, I too have struggled. I too, I still struggle. You know, there are days when it is just all too much. And I think it is okay for us to own that, for us to acknowledge that. You know, I, I don't have any children. I have three nephews and I worry about them daily. And so, you know, I can connect with every mother, every auntie, every sister, you know, every every woman who's concerned about, you know, 
a, a young black boy or, or a young black man, you know, that she, who she knows and cares about. That's where we are, unfortunately, still in 2020. And so I think it's important for us again to, to own um, that we, you know, have, have lived for years, you know, under a level of oppression um, that if you haven't lived under, you, you can't relate to, you can't connect with. Um, but I also think it's important for us not to, to wallow in that. You know, I think it's important. Many of us are people of faith. And so I think now more than ever, it's important to have, you know, a prayer life. It's in, important, whatever, you know, your uh, spiritual powers, uh, whoever that power be for you, um, that you connect with that on, on that energy on a regular basis. I think that's extremely important. Um, again, I know it's also still very taboo in our community, but I truly 120% believe that if you are at a level where you feel you need additional support beyond your natural supports, that you reach out to a professional counselor. There is no, no shame in that. Um, I have my own counselor and I highly recommend uh, that every other uh, American has a counselor. It's, it's that critically important. Um, again, I think it's important that we, we support and lean on one another right now. Um, you know, our support systems, it, they're huge, you know, and we have to make sure it's the right support system, you know, where it's good energy. Um, but our support systems are important. And then I think, you know, basics in terms of trying to balance your life as much as you can. You know, there are going to be days when you eat a bunch of junk food. Okay, well, we're not going to make that, you know, an everyday thing. I had a bad meal. Now I got to pick myself up and get back on track. Um, exercise, even if it's a walk. I know a lot of the gyms are still closed here in North Carolina. Um, but even a walk, you know, around your neighborhood. Um, you know, getting out, getting vitamin D is, it, it does wonders for your mute, your mood. And so I feel like, you know, those are all important things. Do something fun. You know, if you have a, a hobby or something that you, you know, did during quarantine and some of us are still quarantining, um, you know, continue to, to engage in those things. Um, there's a lot going on right now. And it's just important that we, you know, we be smart about the resources that are available to us because that it's it's the only way we stay healthy. That is absolutely correct. And also the last and final question that I have for you, um, what if someone wants to reach out to you, do you have a number that they can call or provide your uh, social media uh, handle that they can connect with you if they need to? Absolutely. Um, my email is Keisha Ginn. Uh, that's K-E-S-H-I-A-G-I-N-N at gmail.com. Um, my uh, phone number is 980-348-9321. And I am also on Facebook um, at Keisha, it's L-C-S-W, again. So K-E-S-H-I-A-L-C-S-W, and then last name is again, G-I-N-N. Um, and so reach out to me um, in any of those three ways. I am happy to uh, answer any additional questions, provide resources in any specific area. Um, we're all in this together. And I, I truly believe it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take all of us to evoke the, to evoke the change that we all want to see in, in this, this country. Now, you don't mind, could you repeat that? Because 
part of uh for some reason the, the audio was a little low went out for a little bit so if you don't mind could you repeat that information that they can contact you for contact you with please sure it's my email is keisha gin k-e-s-h-i-a-g-i-n-n at gmail.com and then i wanted to provide my phone number which is 980-348-9321 and then lastly i am on facebook keisha spelled the same way k-e-s-h-i-a-l-c-s-w-g-i-n-n so you can reach out on any of those three uh, platforms and I'm happy to uh, get back to you with any additional resources or information that you might need. Okay, thank you so much, Keisha. It has been a pleasure. And of course, you already know that I will be reaching back out to you when I need you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for being my very first guest. This has been such an exciting experience for me. So we are actually listening uh, together. Absolutely. Well, again, Tori, I really appreciate uh, your having me on. Very proud of you and all that you're doing. Um, and yes, I'm always available to assist in any way that I can. So thank you. You're more than welcome. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to the Keep the Faith podcast. Tell a friend, spread the word. Keep the Faith podcast can be found on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Republic, and Apple Podcasts. Until next time, keep the faith.